This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at MedEdMedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the short code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcoat.com. Welcome back to the Short Coat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. Totally not important right now. <laughs> What's salient? What should absolutely be top of mind for you? Short Coats are my co-hosts. Uh, MD, PhD student Miranda Skeen is here. Hello. Uh, M2, Nadia Waba Hello. joins us for the fun. M3, Brendan George has finally returned. Yes. Prodigal son. Yep, that's right. Around. I'm back. <laughs> and joining us from the internet, Jenna Mullins is here from Des Moines, in Des Moines right now. Hello, everyone. What are you doing out there, Jenna? Uh, I am doing my four rotations for the whole year um, in Des Moines at the different hospitals here. I see. Uh, I just finished psychiatry. How was it <laughs> doing a clerkship in Des Moines? I really liked it. There's fewer students out here, so you get a little bit, or, well, I guess I haven't had a clerkship in Iowa City, but I feel like um, patients aren't as tired of seeing students and faculty don't have as many students to worry about so you get a little bit more time well, so awesome. what you're saying jenna is that you like it out there because there's fewer people yes exactly <laughs> she's, she's a misanthrope yeah, i like it i'll see you next week so jenna. personality disorder probably <laughs> um are you gonna are you one of those you're not one of those people who's staying out in des moines are you what do you mean like you're taking your third or your year yeah, in des moines yeah, she yeah, is yeah. whole year Oh my! I know. We no. miss you, Jenna. I'm so. I've... I'll be back actually, like in a couple of days for uh, selected second out of city. Oh yay! Okay. Oh what? Okay. Wait, I'm going to Des Moines next week. And you're, <laughs> where, where? you're coming back? <laughs> Dang it! I got real. Oh man. Oh, whatever. <laughs> this is just a very devastating moment that happened. <laughs> yeah, really the sad. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, pre-meds, uh, before we start the show, I want to I want to let you know that the Carver College of Medicine is going to be at the AAMC Virtual Fair on February 20th. I know our admissions staff are looking forward to chatting with you about your application plans, so be sure to stop by their virtual booth uh, at AAMC.org slash virtual fair. They're all very nice. They are very nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, Brendan. Yeah. What's up? I know that three out of four students co-hosting the show today are probably thinking or just finished thinking about step one, uh, the board exam that tests medical knowledge, but you made sure to tell me yeah. when you signed up for the show yep. that you are excited to have just finished step two. Brendan done with step one. No, step one. Oh, Brendan, it was yeah, step yeah, one. Yeah, I take step two in a, in a month. Brendan's done with step you one, George. You wrote step two. Oh, did no, I? He no, wrote step one. Oh. I saw step You saw two. what you wanted to see, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> but I will be done with step two as well in about a month. So. Already? 
Yeah, I'm taking. I'm just I'm getting out of the way. I'm ready to be done with. Is that animals. wise? You know, maybe not. I don't know. Clinical knowledge, <laughs> yeah, obviously, no, not yeah. clinical <laughs> skills. <you're> gonna... <laughs> I have heard that that's increasing in popularity. That it's just because they test similar things. Yeah. I guess that it's just like some people just take them one right after the yep. other because then you don't have to restudy later on. Yeah, I think I think just because I've I will have I've done my core year, and I think if I waited another, you know, five six months, I, I think I'd lose a lot of that a lot yeah. of that knowledge. So. Um, and right now I feel like I can diagnose anything that comes across my face. <laughs> so that's why. And nice. then in six months I won't be able to do anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> that confidence. I will be an M4 and I will be living the dream. So. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not as hard as you think it is, but it's also very hard. So that, I'm just going to lay that out there. In the category oh, of sentences. That's extremely helpful. In the category of sentences that mean absolutely yeah, nothing exactly, at all. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, um, I'm. Uh, I look forward to having you back on the show when you're done with step two, yeah. so that we can yep. continue what I was actually going to talk about. Oh. Uh, even though I had no right to expect to be able to talk. About <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm, now that, is that a cliffhanger? Is yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, oh, yeah. and here I was oh. thinking you just wanted to know about our lives, Dave. Well, we we're having just a casual chat. You know, I uh, I do it all for the clicks. <laughs> <laughs> I have a two-part listener question, all the way from Turkey. Oh, wow. Ooh, I love. Uh, you, you've. You, I went last summer. You to went Istanbul, to Turkey last summer, and it's it's the best place, and it, I can tell you why. But oh no, please tell us why. Okay, well they have like pet type dogs and cats. So I know if you go to like other countries, you see dogs and cats sometimes on the streets, and they're stray, mm. and you know they look like they need to be fed and cuddled. Yeah. But these dogs and cats in istanbul look like your everyday household pets but they just like lived in the park so you can just go hang out with puppies in the park and are they like supplied by, supplied place. by the city or like what <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just, they like just a... belong to the people of istanbul and they are they are wonderful so you so, so they're not going. strays i'm having a lot of problems wrapping my head around this. yeah, yeah. no it's like so it's like the strays, exercise they're... equipment in the park but instead of exercise equipment it's, it's like it's puppies. puppies living yeah. living creatures yeah. Yeah. Do just, they, are they well cared for are yeah they... They, they look like they're doing great and they're just hanging out playing and is there a guy who's like the pet the dog cat wrangler for the park yeah. i think maybe you could you could be one yeah they're yeah. probably looking for one actually <laughs> <laughs> that job is open so i have never owned a pet so i don't, I don't think that's wise um but um yeah that's cool wow that's really interesting yeah well here's uh let's see here's uh ali Hi, with his I'm Ali and I'm about to start medicine in Turkey, and I just found out about the short coat, so here goes. I kind of went through high school and didn't have any specific study methods, so I would love if you would tell yours, or ones you find most effective. I'm very eager to either take my residency in the US or practice there, and wonder if it is possible, and if yes, how. Thank you very much. You're welcome very much. <laughs> yeah, uh, first part. Um, study techniques in medical school. I think they're kind of uh, individu as individual as the learners and the subjects yeah, are. Pretty much. It's like, I think you have people that are like, will hold up one thing or the other as like, this is the Jesus of medical school studying. And then, but then that's different depending on who you ask. So like, I think all the gunners are like, oh, you have to use Anki or you'll fail everything. And it's like, I don't think I ever used it. So yeah. um, it, de it depends. Like, I think most people just bring over whatever study method they used from college and it usually works well and then ramp it up and then adapt and change yeah and exactly. fiddle and yeah. 
And so, uh, but he, he, you know, he didn't have a particular uh, technique that he can think of. For yeah, studying. neither did I. And honestly, I don't, I still don't have a particular study technique. I just adapt it based on like, like, for example, some things I'm better at than others. And then some things are taught differently. So I kind of found that I was adapting my study technique as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, ch- I think I changed like between almost every test what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then I would always go back to a very inefficient method. Yep. And, yeah, like passive, um, just like yes. watching a video as you watch a different video. I was yeah. just like, oh, let me rewrite my notes because I don't like the way I wrote this word. Yeah. Um, but yep. yeah, so I think just being open to trying different things and then, you know, if it doesn't work, try something else. And, you know, it's, it's okay to change it around. Yeah, because yeah. every every class is different too, and even like you said, like every test is different. You know, some some are more you need to like draw out pathways, and other things you need to actually be in the anatomy lab or whatever. So it just mm-hmm. takes different strategies. Yeah, like the way I learned anatomy is vastly different from the way I learned like endocrinology or MSK. Did you do a lot of sketching in anatomy? I, I... Actually, no, I didn't. I did a lot of like, I actually did a lot of me in a dark room with my netters atlas being like, okay, what does this do? What does this do? So was it, was the, were you in the anatomy lab without the lights on or is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. it, it might've been, might been easier with the lights. <laughs> no, it's like, it was like in a musical. Technique number one, turn on the lights. It's like in a musical oh, where it so starts off on a black well. screen and then there's a spotlight over you. So it's just sort of me on stage wow. with a spotlight with my netters and wow, like the extra pressure of the audience watching me. Awesome. <laughs> That's a good way to. Quite, quite I can't finish that story with a straight face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenna, Jenna, how has your studying gone the last month? being being busy with core um it's definitely changed from preclinical i've um so in des moines they usually like the the students who've gone, gone before make like a survival tips so i kind of went out based off that and um got the books that they recommended and i read them which i never read so that was new and then um <laughs> did a bunch of practice questions from emboss hmm. i thought that was really helpful how about you nadia um, I also used Amboss a lot, um, and then we had something called um, Aquifer cases. Oh yeah, um, which I felt were really helpful because I don't know about like you guys, but I feel like being in clinic and being able to like uh, relate what you were learning to a patient made me learn it so much better. Yeah. So um, yeah, so those were like really nice because they were just like interactive cases. I did a lot of those. Um, but yeah, finding time to study while you're in clinic, that was, that was new. Um, not as easy as, you know, one may think. Yeah. I wonder how, uh, people from other countries, uh, do study medicine because, you know, here it seems like, um, unlike when I was in college or whatever, uh, you know, now it's all about, you know, the different apps and the different, um, you know, just websites and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, this was not a thing for me. I can barely relate to, and I'm totally envious <laughs> of the resources you guys have available to you. Cause for me, it was just textbooks and class and yeah. that was yeah. it. That was yeah. all there was nothing else. Yep. Um, if you didn't learn the way your teacher wanted you to, or your instructor wanted you to learn, you were screwed. Um, well, honestly, I think that's still true, at least for like high school and college, because I remember having some professors. It's like, I mean, you can know how to do something, but if you don't know how to do it the way I want you to do it, then I'm still not going to give you the also. Points. Yeah, that was also. Yeah, that was a feature of yeah. college that I read. Re- I think that's remember. less so in med school because everything is more standardized. But I think that's just a uni- that's across time and space. Yeah. <laughs> you have professors that are like that. I love when I walk into a classroom here at the College of Medicine 
And uh, you know that meme of the uh, of the confused woman with the equations. Yes. <laughs> and I walk it. So I walk into a classroom. All our classrooms have whiteboards um, in them, Ollie, and and they are sometimes filled with diagrams and equations <laughs> and pathways and terminology. Yeah. And it just hits me like, is this for like one exam? Yeah. Or yep. worse, is it for like one part of one exam? Yeah, usually. My usually. God in heaven. But nobody yeah. actually who does that on the board knows actually what they're doing either. So it's they're just yeah. writing yeah, they're, out they're, what they're doing. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah like, no, I do that all the time. It's like I'll be going <laughs> yeah. through practice questions and I find a good like graph and I'm like, ooh, I should redraw that. And it's right. like. Or redrawing for yeah. me uh, worked well in, in college. Yeah, I, I mean. It does work. That doesn't mean that like I could draw it from memory, but it does mean that Drawing I'm like. Drawing is helpful. Have, it is have helpful. you ever thought about auditing a course, Dave? I have, but I'm not nearly that motivated. Yeah, no, to, I don't. To know what you guys uh, have fair. to go through. I mean, I'm I'm content with I'm content with understanding that uh, my brain could not function. Period. Cool. As for being an international medical graduate um whether you can come to f from turkey to the u.s yeah it's mm -hmm. it's possible to do i think it's pretty com i'm not gonna say that it is common actually yeah. i mean it's yeah. it, you know in fact uh img's international medical graduates are an important part of the u.s health system um according to the ama about 23 percent of licensed u.s doctors are international med medical graduates that's about 216,000 people oh, wow. um, practicing medicine in the united states who you know didn't get their education here Mm -hmm. um, and that figure has risen, by the way, since 2010. It was 14.6%, uh, um, which is more than the 12% than the rise in U.S. medical students between 2010 and now. Yeah. So 62% are primary care physicians, 33% work in hospitals. Um, and I didn't find an exact figure, but a lot of them are working in rural areas, mm -hmm. areas that are otherwise underserved. Um, uh, so that's an important niche for yeah. um, IMGs. Yep. Yeah, I think there's less of a stigma than there used to be, um, you know, decades mm -hmm. ago, 20, 30 years ago. I think now it's just, yeah, it's pretty common. Like, you can go to, the, if you, if you, the Caribbean is like your main pathway, you can go to the Caribbean and come back and, and still be in a residency or come from a different country like Turkey. Yep. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, a, I mean, there, there are uh, things, there is a process, mm -hmm. though, to get here. Um, so for instance, uh, an IMG needs to go through a series of evaluations and credentialing process that ensures they meet the same level of training that U.S. physicians get. And the organization that manages this process is called the Educational Commission for Foreign Medical Graduates. Um, so certification by the ECFMG is required in order to take the step three board exam, which is required to practice medicine in the United States. Um, right now, schools outside the U.S. Uh, aren't required to follow any particular standardized system of education, but by 2023, ECFMG will require students seeking certification to graduate from a school accredited by an accrediting agency, officially recognized by the World Federation for Medical Education. Yeah, there, there are some Have we hoops. There are some your hoops. That was a <laughs> heck of a long yeah. sentence. There, yeah, I think that's important to note. Like it is. Well, I mean, it's it's, it, it's hard. It's harder in some yeah. ways, you know, yeah. to get. But also important uh, for for Ali is that um, basically any time he goes into medical school now, um, 
you know, he's not in medical school now. So anytime he goes into school, he'll have to be going to a school that oh. is so certified. Mm. I see. Okay. Is- so watch out for that. The good news is that um, Turkey uh, is such a country <laughs> with an accrediting agency, the Association for Evaluation and Accreditation of Medical Education mm-hmm. Programs. Just, but you know, it's something to watch out for for yeah. for yeah. IMGs. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that be a bummer if you like did medical stink. school and then you had to do it again? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, as much as I love it, yeah. I mean, I would yeah, think right. that just like <laughs> it's, it's be, like a once in a lifetime be, experience. You know, yeah, I, mean, I would think that taking the other step exams because you just said like right now it's just step three that they have to take in order to practice in the U.S. Right? Seems like they might have to take something equivalent to right the to first step one steps. or step two. Fair enough. At some point, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that certification looks like, um, yeah. but uh, I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna meet the same, if the intention is to meet the same standards, then yeah, uh, it seems likely that they would have to yeah. take those exams. Yep. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, sort of outside the scope of this discussion is the whole uh, uh, immigration system, hmm. um, and I don't know how that works for Turkey yeah, that's or. True. Uh, or other. This is not a subject that we are qualified to comment yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> all, all I can say is it seems complicated. Uh, uh, but possible. But pop- possible. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, Ali, thanks for the question. Hope you uh, hope we answered some questions and um, and let us know. Uh, keep us posted how it goes. Um, definitely write back to us. It's uh, I'm 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 chuffed to hear from somebody from Turkey. Good luck with everything. And uh, enjoy your dog parks. Yeah, enjoy them. <laughs> enjoy your jealous. pet your pet parks. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. Uh, if you have a question you'd like answered, perhaps on medical school, perhaps on study habits, or on the best way to ask that hottie out you've been eyeing. Oh wow! Is We'd that, love to is help. That part of it. But, we are hey. very um, unqualified to answer questions about asking people we'll out. Nice, but I don't know if it'll be good. Brendan's a player. I can yeah. tell. Um, <laughs> send your questions Mary. to the shortcoats at gmail.com. <laughs> Or call three four seven short CT. We'll uh, we'll answer them happily married. I was gonna say like I really hope your wife doesn't listen to the podcast. You know, just once a player, always a player. No, I've never. No, incorrect. (laughs) Honey, I've never been a player. That's all I'll say about that. Whatever. (laughs) If you see something, say something. That's probably what a Cape Coral, Florida homeowner was thinking when she thought she'd received a box of coronavirus from China. A <laughs> uh, 911 caller let police know that an empty package had arrived on the doorstep from China. That report, uh, and she was worried, or he was worried, that it was full of coronavirus. Yeah. Um, that report triggered the local fire department to come and respond with a hazmat team. Uh, fortunately, the officer on the scene called the CDC, who of course said that a virus can't survive in an empty package, but propagates through aerosolization as a result of a cough or sneeze. Unless there was a puppy from Istanbul in oh, that box. No. But, it was, but it was empty. Okay, okay. The box true, yeah. was empty. Don't ship puppies no. to the United States. Actually, you can send me a puppy. I'll just... No, <laughs> don't ship puppies. Don't put puppies right, in boxes. You're right. Don't put puppies in boxes. So not the coronavirus, to be clear, was not in the empty box. No. Not surviving. You just passed your step one, right? Yeah. Like, that's not how viruses <laughs> happen. We're going to be doctors. Hey, you never know. <laughs> like, I mean, we do, but that's fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, uh, the CDC website says that as of today, there are only 12 confirmed cases of novel coronavirus in the U S uh, there's a hundred, uh, pending testing and 225 confirmed negative, uh, states with cases are Massachusetts, Illinois, Wisconsin, Arizona, California, and Washington. 
no cases have been reported in Florida. But of course, China is struggling uh, with the virus with uh, 31,000 infected people and more than 600 dead, uh, many in the city of Wuhan. Wuhan. Wuhan? Wuhan. 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 That's how my grandma would say it. <laughs> Wuhan, where the outbreak first occurred. Yeah. Yep. That's... Man, have you seen the like the the cruise ship like the cruise ships where people are just stuck yeah. on yeah. a cruise ship for like two weeks and that's like not a fun cruise yes. to be on. No, now you've <laughs> got you've got norovirus and, and yeah. coronavirus. Yeah. I refuse to go on a cruise. Well, I don't know. Maybe I would if it was you know like a fancy good you know yeah. well yeah re- well reputed Viking cruises. Yeah, know, like. like Right? Isn't that what they... The, the Viking uh, River cruises. The princess cruises. Okay. Those do look fun. But yeah, I think... Um, I don't know what I would do if I were on a cruise ship for two weeks. Uh, just stuck... The, a like, hell of a lot of shuffleboard. I mean, I a would... A lot of ice cream. Try to swim. I think I would try to swim. <laughs> just, try to swim. Just oopsies fall Josh. out and then... <laughs> I don't know. Jenna, do you, have you ever been on a cruise? Yeah. Uh, my family sometimes does like uh, family reunion cruises. Really? Interesting. Anybody ever gotten uh, norovirus on one of those cruises? Not that I remember. I was eight or so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you go on one of those that had like the kids programming as well? Because like I remember my family went on a cruise and they were just like, there's a little like, they're like go away, Miranda. Yeah, they literally were. There's like a little club for preteens and it's like, this is where you spend your day. <laughs> well, you went to the preteen club. The pre-teen I did. Club. I went to the preteen club. No, I just remember having like the most... Um, like free freedom I'd ever had. It's so great, right? Because <laughs> like, parents, parents are like, "Where are you gonna go? Like, where, where are you gonna get taken to?" So I could just like walk around wherever. Nice. And um, my family, like some of us are, some people still live in Asia, and some people came to the U.S. So um, like, they, everyone else would like talk to each other in other languages. So like, I just didn't know anyone in my family, and I just go off and do my own thing. It was great. Can you compare and contrast uh, your experience on cruise ships, both of you, to the sweet life of Zach and Cody? No, they had such a better life. (laughs) 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 All right. Oh my gosh. Just a thought. See, now I'm going to spend the rest of the podcast being like, ah, I miss sweet life of Zach and Cody. (laughs) My daughter has begun rewatching it. Yeah. She's 13. Is that Disney? Yeah. Yes. I see. I never had Disney growing up. Me neither. I, I, oh, well. No. I, I do my Disney phase very late, so I actually do it. What was that spinoff show? Because it wasn't Sweet Life. It was like... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Sweet Life on Deck is Sweet what Life I'm Sweet Life on Deck. There yeah. it is. Yeah. And I remember being very angry when I found out that, like, because they transplanted over all the cast except for the guy that played the janitor. Arwen. Arwen. And oh. I missed him so much when they did the spinoff show. I'm like, where's Arwen? Give me back my Arwen. I miss uh, him. He did make an appearance on the uh, on the visit to I th- it might have been Turkey. Yeah, but he wasn't a recurring cast member and I like I'm still feel betrayed by that. I'm sorry. I what All were right, we talking no, about? No, it's, coronavirus, it's right? Therapy. <laughs> therapy. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I was more of an Arthur Wishbone PBS type guy, right, so yeah. that's I Okay, the, Arthur was baller. Yeah, just the saying. bad old days of television. <laughs> Uh, I will say that if I was to review uh, Sweet Life on Deck, way worse than Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, absolutely. Comedy was just awful. Yeah, like, no no contest. You know why? Because no Arwen. Uh Still bitter. Still bitter. Um, By the way, there were two, uh, getting back to coronavirus, 
<laughs> there were two early warnings, by the way, about novel coronavirus. One was from uh, Wuhan physician Dr. Li mm. Wenliang. I'm going to say that's how you pronounce it. He was an ophthalmologist who tried to alert his former classmates on WeChat on December 30th, only to be swatted down by his government uh, for spreading rumors. Dr. Lee died today, succumbing to the virus himself. Uh, another warning came from an AI platform in Canada on December 31st, so just a day no after wow. uh, Dr. Lee. The platform is from a company called Blue Dot. It monitors foreign language news, animal and plant disease networks, and government agency sources, and it offers its clients advice on danger zones and advance warnings. No way. That's that crazy. That is so cool. Um, That's really interesting. So that you, another, the, another key thing that the algorithm looks at is uh, global airline ticketing. Um, which provides information where and when infected people are are traveling next, um, which allowed it to predict correctly that the virus would next jump to Bangkok, Seoul, Taipei, and Tokyo. No way, that's Dude. that's wild. And then they, you know, so, so it's not just the algorithm; they they do uh, use um, epidemiologists. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once the heavy lifting of uh, of the data crunching is done, um, sounds a lot like pandemic. Yeah. Where it's like, like, I mean, obviously, pandemic is a game, but like, it's just sort of an upregulated version of that using real world data as opposed to just generic. Super neat. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. We're living in the future. We yeah, are. we are. I remember when my wife uh, heard a radio news story, uh, like, when it first started, it was like, oh, and one person died in China with this novel coronavirus. And she was like, that's those are like the stories that you hear about before something mm -hmm. big happens and i'm yeah. like yeah we'll see and then like a week later it was like this big thing it's just crazy how like it just starts so small and then uh yeah. and then it, it's it, like the news report that you see on in the background yeah. during the exposition of a zombie movie right, just yeah, like yeah. oh and by the way there's <laughs> this thing happening yeah not that we should panic i mean no no flu i mean is, flu is definitely killing more people in the u.s yes. than yeah i remember seeing that, that like people are kind of panicking but it's like you know influenza is way more deadly yeah. we go through this every time we, like ebola um what else we, sars sars mm. yeah um sars swine again flu? was a big deal in china but no oh, yeah. not so much here swine flu yeah yeah it's just because like it's new and weird and people get freaked out but yeah diseases are and scary i feel like oh sorry no go ahead I feel like people have been really mean about China. Like, I don't know, people have been making all these jokes over where I am about like, oh, ha ha ha, I hope it's not from China. Or like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of sparked a lot of oh, yeah. uh, fear and stuff. No, I know what you mean, because there's that meme going around now where it's like when anything says made in China, it's like, oh, I bet it's got like it's got coronavirus or something. And it's like, mm -mm, that's, that's mean. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, I mean. I get it. The internet's doing what the internet does, and it's making light out of weird situations. But it's like that's to some part of it. I worry that that leaks a bit too much into public perception. So yeah. It's time for me once again to put on my fake medical educator hat. Yes, my favorite. And teach you young pups a lesson. Oh God. <laughs> It's suddenly not my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the game we're going to play today is called Great Minds Think Alike, and here's how it works. Um, I, I will divide you into two teams. Miranda and Jenna. Heck yeah, Jenna. Uh, are Ooh. on one team. Brendan and Nadia are on the second. Come on. We got this. Um, here on these cards, I'm going to pass these out. Let's see. We're sending one over the internet to you, Jenna. Oh no, it's right. I'm gonna um, <laughs> the, the transfer caused some aspiration. 
Uh, I just got aspiration to believe you guys. <laughs> so that's the right lower lung, uh, just so you know. Listen, sending things through Step the internet one. is very taxing. Too. Oh, wait, I get this whole, oh. Yeah, there's a whole stack. Oh, oh wow. wow, I get a whole stack. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna I'll, uh, because you're uh, calling in from the internet, uh, Jenna. I yes. will I will keep you clued in. Okay. Um, but uh, you do need a piece of paper and a pencil. Got it. Um, so I have here a, a list of categories that are medical or med school related, and then and when I read them to you, you'll each individually write down three items in that category. Points will be awarded based on how many of your answers match your teammates. With one point oh. for one matching oh, answer, gosh. two points for two matching answers, and four points for all three matching. Oh no. <laughs> You'll have 15 seconds for each round, and intern Joel is timing you. Oh, wait, how many seconds? 15 seconds. You want more? No. No. I mean, uh. uh for the sake uh, well, of our I don't know. listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably funnier if we only have 15 seconds, but that doesn't mean I have yeah. to like it. Well, we'll try it with 15 seconds. We can bump it up. Okay, fair enough. Up, we, you know. Okay. You ready to time, Joel? You okay? All right. Uh, the first one is drugs beginning with the letter K. Oh, wait, shoot. Okay, wait. What are you? They're not in order. Mm. Drugs beginning with the letter K, Jenna. Okay. I only what? got. No, I only got two. Wrote one down. I got two, and I one of them I just realized is actually spelled with a C. <laughs> Wait, I'm finishing my thought. Let's start with. Uh, let's let's start with uh, Team Morena. I like that. That's our new ship Ooh, name. Jenna. I like the IUD. No, no, oh. no, no, no. Oh, God, oh, God. Take it back. We'll workshop it. Okay, Jenna, what do you... I'll, Jenna, yeah, I Jenna, what do you have? because you can't see my paper. That's fair. Yeah, go I ahead. I could lie. Probably so can. I have Keppra, the epileptic, uh, and ketamine. Okay, cool. Are I, those the two you have? No, I have ketamine, and then I couldn't think of another one, so I wrote clindamycin, and I spelled it with a K. <laughs> No, that's good enough. Yeah, that counts. Yeah. No. All right, so that means you get uh, one point. One point. Yeah. By the way, you're keeping track of your own scores because I. Oh. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Uh, how about uh, Team Bradia? Bra oh, that's that's I like. All that right, one. You, go, you go ahead. Okay, so I also put ketamine because in my head I kept thinking special K was like all I like, thinking, and then Keflex, which I think started yeah. with a K. Yeah. Oh yeah. Keflex. Oh, oh. Oh, so we got Keflex, Clonopin. Oh. And uh, uh, K of the vitamin variety. Oh, that's so smart. <laughs> K of the vitamin. I mean, hey, it's a. You, you, I, don't know. I was trying to figure out if like Very any nice. potassium drugs had K in the name, but I was like, because I thought of potassium, and I'm like K. I, I mean, so. some some drugs you could just say like K abolizumab, you know, and it's probably <laughs> it's a monoclonal probably antibody. Something. So, just so for the record, did you match one or two? We did one. one. We got okay, one. So one. Heck yeah. Okay, we're tied. All right, next uh, item is Carver College of Medicine professors. Okay. Ready? Wait, that's over the K? No. 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 <laughs> oh, good. Ready? That wouldn't be good. Okay. Totally new. Ready? Go. So many professors. Almost as many professors as there are drugs. Uh. Uh. Okay. Thumbs up. How about, how, yep, oh, okay. sorry, I forgot you were timing. <laughs> I forgot about Joel's rule. I forgot 
out all of our teachers' names. <laughs> uh, this time we'll go with uh, Bradia. Okay. Yeah, go go for it. Oh, okay. Rubenstein? Yeah. Yeah. Sipla? Uh, oh, dang, man. And then I don't know. We have a Dean Jackson, but that's the only name that came to my head. Okay. <laughs> I, I We got Rubenstein. I had I did Swales and Hoffman. Oh, um, oh I, I, I forgot, forgot about Rubenstein. I know. The classic pair. Right. How about you guys? All right. Yeah. So Jenna, you go first. Sipla, Epping, and Pizdementi. Uh, oh, no. I, I got Sipla, Hoffman, and Swales. So we like between us, we oh, got all the anatomy yeah. professors. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot about Piz. Uh, all right. So one. Another one point yeah. for each yeah. team. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, oh, I forgot about Ruby. All right. Uh, next one. I, I considered. Uh, be, I, I considered beloved. Carver College of Medicine professors. That's, yeah. I mean, but I figured that might happen anyway. But they're yeah, all beloved. They're all, they're all they beloved. Are, we love all our professors. <laughs> yes. That's what I figured. Except we, for except for that one guy and you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um all right. Uh the next category is Anatomical structure. This is so broad. Mm. What? Yeah, this is so really broad. broad. Anatomical, right. anatomical structure. Should I narrow it? No. Should I narrow? No, 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 no. Uh, this will be. This will be good. Uh, give like a letter. No. <laughs> no. Anna. We should. Come on. <laughs> I'm considering okay. narrowing it down. How about anatomical structures of the torso? Ooh. Okay. okay. I, I like that. Okay. I like that. All right. I feel like oh. we might all have the same things now. I just realized. Anatomical structures of the torso. Of the torso. Okay. All right, time's up. Uh, how about uh, Morena? Okay, go for it, Jenna. Uh, liver, kidney, lungs. <laughs> it's the liver and the torso. <laughs> Yes, it's in the torso. <laughs> I guess I think of torso as like above the ribs because I have heart, lungs, no, and ribs. No, that's the thor thorax, thorax, right? Yeah. Thorax. Like, like torso, like torso yeah. is not. How is torso defined? Okay, so yeah, the I problem is, is that torso is not necessarily a medical uh, yeah, that's fine. term, yeah. right? Okay, but it's, so we're all right. But it does encompass, I, in my mind, it encompasses from the bottom of the pelvis to the top of the shoulder. That's, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I would call it. I that guess that I have a torso. more restrained, okay. More restrained. I, well, okay, we both got <laughs> lungs. Because I had heart, okay. lungs, and ribs. So. Ugh. All right. Okay. One point. <laughs> I'm uh, sensing a Bradia. trend. This is not good. Wait, you tell I, me. I, no, I just. Okay, I put gallbladder, <sighs> liver, lungs. Come on, man. Yeah, no, I did all like more external things. This is hard. Oh, Dang. Yeah, I did like, nipples. Nipple, ribs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. Duh. I don't work my way inwards. Nipple, sternum, ribs. Oh. So. Nipple, the first thing you thought of. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just external and yeah. anatomical structure. It yeah. is an anatomical structure, but it's Sorry. like that's okay. Is, that's you know, you know. I feel like I say this every other podcast I'm on, but this is starting to turn into a Rorschach test. Like, what's the first thing your mind goes to when you think of anatomical well, structure? Well, we've established that Brendan is a player. Well, structure. Always, <laughs> not, not true. always thinking about nipples, nipples as well. I'll sue you for hearsay <laughs> or wait, no slander. One of the slander. Uh, um, sorry, guys, I messed wait, up. Wait, hold on. That's that's all, quite all right. You didn't mess up at all. I, no, oh, no, you didn't. Never mind. Sorry. All right. So what did we get? Did we get a, get a point? We got zero. Morena pulls ahead. We're bringing it back. Yeah, Don't worry. It's gonna be good. Go lungs. 
All right, next one. Personality traits common to pathologists. <laughs> this is such a good one. Personality traits common to pathologists. Ready? Pathologists. Go. This is not to say that all pathologists are are like this. I'd say we're going for, um, just to clarify, I'd say we're going for stereotypical. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I just had yeah. a long word. Yeah. I'm done. I just had a long word. It's a two-part <laughs> answer. I'm Nadia's <laughs> pushing back at the proctor. <laughs> this is why I won't do well in emergency medicine. I can't think of my feet. I'm realizing now that I think two of my words might be synonyms, so. <laughs> um, how about uh, Bradio? You guys can go first this time. Okay, I'll go. So, quiet. Yes. Smart. Okay. Oh, uh, good teachers. Okay, Ooh. we both got quiet. Okay. I said shy and detail oriented. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. But okay. I agree with all yeah. of the above. Okay. All right, uh, Morena. Go for it. Detail oriented, solitary, and conscientious. I got none of those. I got okay. anti-social, intellectual, and aloof. <laughs> oh my god! Like literally the first. I love pathologists, yeah. but it's just the first thing that popped into my head. Because at, at Iowa, anyways, they do a lot of a lot of teaching. So yeah. I think they're yeah. Yeah. But the, that's like the stereotype. The stereotypical, yeah, a stereotypical. I just, I think of pathologists like I think of my lab mates, and my lab mates are all antisocial. So, sorry, Jenna, I failed. Um, now we're tied again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next, injuries that are annoying mm. but not serious. Okay. Injuries that Wait, are, are annoying. Go. Okay. But not serious. Annoying. Time's up. But not serious. All right, that's time. Uh, why don't uh, Morena start? This okay. Time? Yeah. So I got shin splint, broken nose, and headache. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the broken no. nose. You're so tough, Jenna. Yeah. She's like, like I'm gonna I got blood oh, yeah. coming out of my nose, and it's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we were kind of close, but no cigar because I got broken finger, a paper cut, and then I just said sprain because I couldn't think of a specific body part. So what's funny is that I think of a broken nose and a broken finger as serious. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, they yeah, stop. They I stop mean, MMA fights for broken noses. And but that's, not, that's exactly why I chose. Right. <laughs> 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 but it's like I feel like a broken finger is like you walk in and you're like I did a stupid thing and the doctor's like yeah you did a stupid thing here's a splint get out of my office yeah. kind of thing yeah so. that's true but J Jenna did you break your nose during your psych rotation and you're just like I'm gonna keep going to clinic She's every single day <laughs> I did not I uh I felt close a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you call in, you're like, I just, I have this broken nose. I can't come in today. <laughs> They're like, that's not serious. You better get your butt to court. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my attending got punched in the face while I was on. Oh, no. Whoa, what? Oh, psych. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah that psych, there's some, there some serious yep. stuff that can happen. Oh, that's psych. true. Yeah. Yeah. Psych is one of those areas where they really emphasize keep your body between the patient mm -hmm. and the door. Yep. That's true. Um, what do you think is the uh, group of people who are most likely in psych to hurt you? Like people with ooh. what disorder? Bipolar? Uh, fun trivia fact. Substance um, abuse? Yes. I would agree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So people are always like, oh, you know, psych, you should, people are so dangerous, but it's just the substance Yeah, it's just the substance yeah. yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank uh, you, Jenna. Facts, yeah, it's Jenna. a little, little fact. Excuse well me done. while I write that down in my step notebook. 
Radia. We, we we have to get three points here real quick. Okay, go, go ahead. Okay, stub toe. Yep. Yes. Okay. Scratched cornea. Oh. oh wow. That's a specific okay. one. I just felt like that was, you know, you know, it's annoying. I used to work in an eye clinic, and sometimes you can get real bad uh, ulcers, you know, from basal right. cells. Super right. annoying, okay, though, to but, just have a scratch. Yeah, that's okay. true. That's true. Is a broken nail, is that like an... Like a hangnail? <laughs> yeah, that's what I put. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. Oh my god, oh my god she got two. Okay, and then a jam thumb. I was just thinking, oh, like, no. yeah, it's very similar. But. Okay, okay. So that means you get two points. Uh, right. Okay, Jenna, last category here. Last I'm, category. I'm sending you okay, my answers. My meld. I'm sending uh, you my, my answers. Meld. I'm sending my answers to Des Moines. Hold on. Uh. <laughs> it's gonna take two hours to get there. They're actually <laughs> traveling by bus. <laughs> no, they're traveling at the speed of thought. Oh. Well, so in my case, so it'll get the there in like an hour and a half. Of, the same as a bus. <laughs> uh, okay, last right. one. Topics likely to appear on step one. I have one answer, but yeah. Okay. Topics likely to appear on step one. Everything. Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's I time. I started writing. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just going to finish my words because I wrote down long things. Bradia? All right. I said hereditary diseases. Wow. Um, yeah, they do, but I didn't write that. But I, I also wrote lymphomas slash blood cancers. Oh. Ah, man. That's such a yeah, good one. Do. Why didn't I They do, that? yeah. But no, I didn't. <laughs> <do that. laughs> because there are three things out of literally. Wait, any. is that. Or no. And then I wrote pediatrics. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Nadia's interpretation That's of good. this was what are the departments that yeah. are like that we got so I I did biochem, micro, and neuro. So oh, broader. But you know okay. so when I was in your when I was in your shoes, I did not have any clue because you should not have any clue. I have no idea. I went a lot more specific, so I'm gonna I was gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> I'm I'm sorry you subjects. said that because I really was gonna say that you went Mike you went a bit micro on this one. Yeah. Didn't you? All right, so uh Morena. <laughs> Okay, I did rare genetic defects, Krebs cycle, and Ooh. porphyria because I Oh, Porphyria is such a good one. I should have thought Ooh, of that. that. <laughs> I, I, again, I went specific. I did pheochromocytoma, anemia, <laughs> and bipolar disorder. Yeah. Which, incidentally, okay. there is nothing that's more highly tested in my question bank than freaking pheochromocytoma yeah. because you never see it, but it's yeah. easily testable for like everything. So. So I think that means <laughs> that, that this is a tie? No. Wait, no, they, we win. No, they won. Yeah, they yeah. won by two points. Okay. Yeah, I don't win it much in Yay. life, so I need this. All right. So let me have this. <laughs> I'm not going to take that away from you. But Jenna, you won in my heart. Oh. oh. Wow. wow. That's very sweet. That's, you guys, that's sweet. Okay. We win the wholesomeness <laughs> prize. <laughs> Last time on our series of pre-med consults, we discussed how a freshman can get started on their road to being a doctor, but not everybody comes to that decision that early. What about the late bloomers? Here to help me with considerations for those who get a late start on their path is our friend, medical student and author of the Kaplan book, Making Pre-Med Count, Everything I Wish I'd Known Before Applying Successfully to Med School. Welcome back, Elizabeth Fassus. Thanks so much for having me again. So, uh, you know, who are these late bloomers? Who do you consider a late bloomer? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it really can run the gamut, right? But everyone 
who um, either doesn't know immediately that they're going to apply to medical school, um, who's going to take at least one gap year. And in many cases, those people that are going to have to do even a post-bac or a couple of extra years of school to get themselves ready to apply is who I would consider to be a, a later bloomer. Yeah, I hear sometimes uh, that gap years, right? I hear concerns sometimes about gap years. What should I do? Should I take a gap year? Um, is it bad to take a gap year? Um, what should I do in my gap year? Um, uh, but my my feeling is that they're 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 you know they're fine. Absolutely. Um, and there's no, is there a, is there ever a time when it's too late to apply to med school? So definitely not. I, in my year, have people that are like in their 30s that have just started medical school. We actually have someone who is a lawyer, was a practicing lawyer for a few years and then decided to go to medical school. So really, yeah. like there's never a time when it's too late. Um, and just to talk a little bit about gap years. I was one of the people that was super worried about taking a gap year and ended up taking two and it was absolutely the best decision probably I ever could have made. I had a, Why is that? Yeah. So I so my first gap year was my master's degree, which was more or less planned. Um, yeah, I love this term gap year, too. You know, like, <laughs> as if everything came to a halt for a little while. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what you think, right? When you're on this pre-med track and you're like, go, 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 going to medical school. Any delay in that seems really, really stressful and like it's going to have a big impact. Um, but really, it wasn't. And after my the master's degree, I was applying to jobs at the same time that I was applying to medical school in case I didn't get in the first time. Um, and then when I ended up getting the job, I actually asked for a deferral of my application for a second year. So I was just having so much fun that I was not ready <laughs> to, to start. Um, but really, it was great. I got to learn so much. Um, I was working kind of in a healthcare tangent tangential fields. Um, so I got to learn a lot about health systems and health financing. It was just incredible. Um, and I would recommend it yeah. to anyone. So what are some things that someone who decided late to apply um, or uh, sort of an otherwise non-traditional student, what can they do to prepare their applications to med school? Yeah. So number one, I would say you want to make sure that you have your basics covered, right? What are those pre-med requirements? Um, and if you, you know, you realize kind of early enough to take them while you're in college, that's awesome. If not, you're probably going to be looking at taking um, or doing a post-bac, right? A couple of years in a non-degree program when you're really going to be taking all of those pre-med requirements at once. Um, and that way you can kind of be prepared uh, for the application just in terms of requirements. And then and post back yeah. programs can be expensive um, yeah. and, 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 and sort of, uh, I guess, uh, time consuming in that you're trying to do it all at once, but you don't have to do it that way, right? So if you haven't taken the pre-med requirements while you're in college, unfortunately, you do have to do it that way. Um, so you can't just take classes at your at your university to fulfill requirements. You have so, to. so you could do that, but it's really going to depend on your university. Like, I'm not sure if that would be any kind of a cheaper option um, because you're still mm -hmm. going to have to be paying per credit. Um, the, right. the benefit of the post-bac programs is that a lot of them will be at medical schools. And so they'll kind of like in a way pre-screen their applicants and give you this kind of incentive that says, oh, you know, if you get you know, if you do really well in our program, then we're kind of guaranteeing you an interview, right? That's a fairly common yeah. 
trajectory yeah. for people. So there is a benefit to it. Although, yeah, I'm sure that there are cheaper ways to go about it. Um, and it's definitely worth looking into if that's the road that you're going to take. So do medical schools look at all poorly on people who aren't committed to medicine from day one? I don't think so at all. I think that as long as you have a story and a reason to say, you know, this is what I was doing and now I have kind of seen the light, right? I want to be a doctor um, and here's why. I think that's actually really powerful, right? It takes a lot when you're, you know, it's, there's a really big difference between being a 22 year old who's applying and being a 27, 28 year old who's applying and who's really like has a lot to lose by taking time off of work and taking time away from family to do this process. So I definitely don't think it's a detriment. If anything, I think it's really showing how committed you are now to doing this. You know, I remember having a listener question, a listener write in with a question um, about her job and it was, uh, it was in the legal field and it was, um, it was litigation against physicians and she was worried and she wasn't a lawyer, but she was worried that this would count against her. Mm. Um, and our, you know, our advice to her was, uh, no, it doesn't have to count against you. You know, it's all about how you talk about what you were doing while you figure it, while you were figuring out that you wanted to become uh, that you wanted to become a physician. I totally agree. Um, if anything, I think that you can kind of, well, I think anything you can kind of spin to talk about, you know, I was doing this and this is the epiphany that I had and now I want to be a doctor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds relevant. I think there's a lot of ways to go from there. You tell her to give me a call and, and let me, let me talk her through that. If she has any questions, cause I think you can definitely make that work. Awesome. Well, next time we have a pre-med consult, Elizabeth, uh, I want to talk about the personal statement cool. and the kinds of things that uh, students should be thinking about when writing one. Yeah. Uh, but for now, a pleasure to talk to you again, Elizabeth. Yeah, it was great to talk to you, too. Thanks so much for having me again. Elizabeth Fassus is a medical student at the University of Maryland. She did her undergrad at Johns Hopkins, got her Master of Science in International Health Policy at the London School of Economics. Look for her book, Making Pre-Med Count, Everything I Wish I'd Known Before Applying Successfully to Med School, published by Kaplan, and it's available at booksellers right now. That is our show. Uh, <laughs> Nadia, Brendan, Miranda, Jenna. Thank you for being my co-host today. Been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. And of course, thank you, Short Coats, for making us part of your week. If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and wherever else fine podcasts are available. I remind you that our that your questions are vital to the show because they mean it can be what you want it to be about. Uh, be like Ali. Ali. Be like Ali. Uh, <laughs> send questions and comments to the shortcoats at gmail.com. Or you can leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. Yeah, do it, because Dave doesn't come up with good topics. Well, your podcast app is open. Give us some more stars (laughs) and a review to let us know if we're doing right by you. Uh, The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine student government and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox, and our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week. I'm sorry, Dave. I still love you. Thank you. (laughs) 